What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet... Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up the points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than compete for a shot of millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You hear the music, it's that time of week again. Hello, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham, and welcome to episode 40 of season 2 of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, the official home here of your LA Kings, and we got a lot to get into here in this episode, a lot of Kings stuff to discuss in this episode. One game to talk about, but a bunch of other stuff to talk about as well, and let's start with that game, as your LA Kings beat the Anaheim Ducks by the score of 4-1 to on Tuesday night at home at the Staples Center in front of a crowd. Yes, it was the first game for the LA Kings where fans were allowed in the Staples Center. So that was awesome to see. Awesome to hear some crowd noise a bit in this game. And the fans got treated to a good game, like I said, as the LA Kings went on to beat the Anaheim Ducks by the score of 4-1 to in this game. Before we even get into the game, it was good to see a couple faces back in the lineup as 
on the back end more specifically, as Tobias Bornfoot and Matt Roy were both back in the lineup. Bornfoot back from injury, Matt Roy back from COVID protocol, all back in the lineup. Good to see. It was. I wish we got to see Kel Clegg in the lineup, but hey, that's okay. It was awesome to have Bornfoot back in the lineup and Matt Roy back in the lineup because, of course, he has been one of the best defensemen so far this season for the LA Kings and good that, and just happy that he's all recovered from his COVID protocol and such. But go to this game. 4-1 win for the Kings. I said you need to win all the games against Anaheim coming up. You have, what is it? Including this, it was five of your next seven are against Anaheim. You need to get all the points you can, especially because you are still battling for the playoffs in this division. There's still a chance for the Kings. There is still a chance for the Kings. I got a big two points last night in this game. And let's get into it first and then break down the standings and such. So, your LA Kings, like I said, win 4-1. to one. And it was honestly kind of a quiet start to the game. Like, I think when the, this first goal, this first goal happened... 526 into the game and I think there was only three shots in the in the first like five minutes of the game it was a pretty slow game to start LA got outshot nine to six in the first period but they came out with the lead in the period as that goal that I just mentioned Carl Gunstrom his sixth of the year at the 529 mark or 526 mark of the first period that made it one to nothing from Athanasio and Lazat who had great games we'll get to that but it was a nice Pass from Lazat to Athanasio. Athanasio just put in a shot on net as Grundstrom cuts to the net. It goes off of Grundstrom's back. Yes, off of his back and past uh, Stolarts, who is in net. That made it one to nothing at the time. A bit of a weird one, bit of a funky one, but hey, you got to get those sometimes. You got to get those to get wins, and that's what they got there. It's Grundstrom, a weird one. Off the back of his jersey and in from Athanasio shot. That made it one to nothing, and it was one nothing for the Kings. After the first period, and uh, Anna or LA had the only penalty of the first period as Mikey Anderson for hooking, but that Kings power play is so good, they killed it off. They actually did great in this game as Anaheim went 0 for 4 on the power play. And just before we get into the rest of it, I said that goal there was Grunstrom from Athanasio and Lazat. Just going, there was a bit of the lines were changed a little bit in this game. The lines for this game were Kopitar. Centering I follow and Brown, that's classic. Then it was Velarde centering Kempe and more. Velarde back on the second line. Uh, then it was Lazat centering Grundstrom and Athanasio. And they showed some chemistry in this game, and it was awesome to see. And then it was Anderson Dolan centering Lemieux and Wagner. So Anderson Dolan in not quite more of a scoring role in this uh in this game. But hey, you know that that's the way it goes sometimes when especially when you have a lot of young guys that are trying to make their way. And I like Carter got traded. Awesome to see Velarde up in the lineup and get in more of a role now after being in the doghouse for a little bit. But this line, like we've talked about it a lot, how a line of Anderson Dolan, uh, Grunstrom, and Moore have shown some chemistry. This line of Grunstrom, Lazad, and Athanasio sure showed some chemistry in this game. So like I said, it was one nothing after 1. And then you go to the second period. Lazat, noticeable in the first period, had the assist. Well, he played a great game. We'll get into that. He draws a penalty early in the second period as well. They don't score on the power play, but just a few minutes after the power play, Drew Doughty with one... There was a couple sick passes in this game. This was one of them. Doughty, an absolute insane breakout pass to Spring Kopitar on a, on a mini breakaway. He gets a pass to Arts. That made it 2 to nothing. Doubt or Kopitar's 10th of the season, just an insane goal 
by just an insane pass by Doughty and just the finish by Kopitar that made it two to nothing at the time. And with that, Kopitar is the fourth player, fifth player on the Kings to reach double double digit goals this season. As Dustin Brown leads with 16, Kempe has 13, I follow as 11, Kopitar and Athanasiu both have 10. And actually, Kopitar with that as well still leads the team with 44 points. Doughty has 32 points. And then just a few minutes after that, so Kopitar gets his 10th of the year, and I just said Athanasio has 10 of the 10 on the year. That's because just over two minutes after Kopitar's goal, Athanasio gets his 10th of the season on an insane pass from Olimata. Kings were putting great pressure on the Ducks in the Ducks zone. Uh, Mata ended up behind the net, and then he ended up like on the far boards. Puck came to him, and he saw Athanasio wide open. It was an unbelievable one-touch pass by Mata right to Athanasio, who one-timed it in an open net pass stole, uh, stole arts. That made it 3 to nothing, and that pass by Ole Mata was just insane as well. That might have been his best play as an LA King. It was just an insane pass by him. Just an awesome pass by Ole Mata. Good to see Athanasio get his 10th of the year. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Kings do with him this offseason. He's an RFA and he's been playing really well of late. Uh, Lazat got the second assist on that one, of course. So, you see that line played very well in this game. And that was it for the second period. Both teams exchanged a couple penalties, but that was it for the second period. Uh, uh, <laughs> LA scores two goals in the second period. The shots in the second period were only 6-5 to five for LA. Like, Especially with two power plays for each team as well. It wasn't a very eventful period to say the least. As of course there was only the two goals scored on only 11 shots all period. But your LA Kings were up 3 to nothing going into the third period. Then you get to that third period. And Blake Lazar, like we said, he was having a great game. He gets on the board from Grundstrom and Athanasio. That line was playing great. Lazat's just his third of the year. He's had a bit of a down year. I've been hard on him a little bit, but played great in this game. That line was great, created so many chances. That made it 4 to nothing for the Kings at the time. Lazat's third of the year from Grundstrom and Athanasiu. So as you can tell by talking about this, Athanasiu, three points. Lazat, three points. Grundstrom, two points. The whole line had a, had a great, great night as they combined for eight points together. And then... Actually, a few minutes after that, some frustration set in to the Anaheim Ducks as uh, Josh Manson dropped the gloves with Brendan Lemieux. Lemieux making his presence felt uh, with the Kings, and he got a he got Manson. Man, he absolutely clocked Manson with a good right hand. A great fight for Brendan Lemieux, and you know this is how we know that he does this. We the 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 Kings acquired him to be a bit of a tough guy, and this is what he does. And it was just he just absolutely cleaned his clock in that fight. It was awesome to see. The Ducks would get one. Cal Peterson would not get the shutout as Cam Fowler scored his fourth of the year on a snapshot with just over five minutes to play. That made it four to one, but that would be all she wrote as the LA Kings beat the Anaheim Ducks by the score of four to one. Like we said, Blake Lazat, the first star of the game, Athanasio, the second star of the game, not can't really argue with it. And Doughty was the third star of this game as Doughty. We just talked about Athanasio, Grundstrom and Lazat. Doughty, had the assist, his 24th of the season. He also was a plus two, had two hits, two blocks, and low night for him, quiet night for him. 23.05 of ice time. Doesn't have to play 
almost 30 minutes, 20, 23.05 of ice time for Drew Doughty, who had a great, great game. So, with that, well, first of all, before we just get into that, a thing that was big about in this game. LA Kings, 14 block shots. Huge. Also, 8 giveaways, not good. That's just not good enough. Just not good. The King, the Ducks are actually better at the giveaways and takeaways. They gave, they took away the puck, or the Kings gave away the puck three times, or eight times, sorry. And Anaheim had seven takeaways. But despite all that, LA was a better team. Both teams, no power play goals in this game. LA 0 for 3, Anaheim 0 for 4. LA, just over 55% in the face-off circle. A great game for them in the face-off circle. Now, before we get to the quotes of the game, let's get to what's important here. The Kings have 13 games left. With the Allsides win, they now have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. Still a pretty good chance. 22% chance with 13 games to go. 13 games to go. Kings are 17, 20, and 6 on the year. And I know I hear some fans saying tank. I hear some fans saying keeping in the playoffs. But we got to talk about how there's still a chance to make the playoffs. We'll talk about the draft when we know where the Kings are sort of thing. There's still a chance to make the playoffs here. Because LA is at 40 points. San Jose is at 41 points. St. Louis is at 44 points. That's a tougher one because St. Louis still has 13 games left as well. San Jose only has 11 games left. And Arizona, who's in fourth place with that final playoff spot, is at 45 points. But they only have ten game, nine games left, actually. They only have nine games left. So, LA has a huge chance here. They have to go on a run. They have to go on a run. But the thing is, you still have four more games against Anaheim. Four more. There is a great chance that the Kings can still make the playoffs. Yeah, you, yeah, you have one against Minnesota. You have a couple against Colorado. Could you imagine if it came down to that last game of the year against St. Louis? You have actually three against Arizona. The rest of the schedule is uh, one against Minnesota, two against Colorado, three against Arizona, one against St. Louis, and four against the Ducks. Still a 22% chance for the Kings. There's still a chance of them making the playoffs. There's still a big chance. Still a very good chance that the Kings making the playoffs. But let's get to what the team had to say about the 4-1 win against Anaheim. Quickly, we'll start with Drew Doughty. He got asked about the team's defensive play in and around the net. And he said, I mean, we were definitely better. At times, I was happy with our defensive uh, performance and cleaning up those areas. We definitely did a better job. But we had stretches in, in each period where they kind of dominated us in our zone and hemmed us in. We need to fix that. And then Doughty, I forgot to mention, he had a huge block late in the second period and he got asked about it and he said, nothing feels better than that. Honestly, for a D-man, that's like scoring a goal for us. We obviously like to score goals a little more than block shots, but for us, it's something to be proud of. Block shots are a huge part of this game. A lot of players aren't willing to do it and every defenseman on our team is. It's something we take a lot of pride in. And that's true. That, Like I said, 14 blocks for the Kings tonight and Every single one of them was huge. And then just uh, what Doughty said about playing behind Cal Peterson tonight. He said, Cal was good. He made some big saves. They had uh, five to six minute flurries in each period where they were kind of in our zone the whole time. And they always kept up. And he always kept up with the big saves. I thought we did a better job of keeping chances to a minimum tonight. Like I said earlier, it's a different team, a different game. I thought we did a better job. But there's a lot we can clean up. We need to play a little better than we did. Then uh, we need to play a little bit better than that next game. 
So that was Drew Doughty on the game. And then Blake Lazal, what he had to say about the game, because, of course, three-point night, big night for him, his line going well. He said, uh, well, 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 for his line, he said, it's hard to explain. I think we just, I think we were just simple tonight. Played direct, and when you get pucks to the net, good things happen. I think sometimes we have a tendency to overpass, and tonight we were playing direct, got pucks to the net, and it resulted, and as a result, we got a few goals. And it's true. Look at that first one, for example. Athanasiu just puts it to the net where Grunstrom's cutting to the net, and it goes off Grunstrom's back and in. And then uh, Lazat on the importance of the homestand and carrying the momentum into the weekend. He said, it's huge. It's just, it's kind of a special year in terms of the standings. We've had a bit of a, of a rough stretch a little bit ago, and we're still in reach of a playoff spot. We feel that we can get there. It's playoff it's playoff hockey this time of year, and the intensity is going to continue to wrap up. I think we just need to focus on the details of our game. When we take care of those details, we're tough to beat. And uh, he got asked what it was like hearing the roar from the fans after the first goal, because like I said, it was the first game of the season with fans in the stands because the law got passed for fans to for fans to be allowed in the Staples Center and in California. And he said, it was unbelievable. It's been a little over a year since we've heard fans, and it's something you take for granted when you hear when you have fans all the time. Those these last three months, we haven't had fans. It's a different different atmosphere, a different play style. It's not as exciting. It's I'm absolutely thrilled to have our fans back. Fighting energy for us. It seriously makes a huge difference. Absolutely loving them back. It was great tonight. And then just on Lazat and his increased uh, offensive production of late, because he has been putting up some points a little bit lately, he said, you kind of go through stretches in this league. It's the toughest league in the world. There's good players, and your confidence, your comfortability level definitely varies throughout the season. The ups and downs of playing in this league, I think as of late, I've kind of found my stride, and I felt more confident trying to make plays. It's something that every player goes through, and I think it's part of maturing in this league. I'm just happy to be on... I'm just happy to be on this side of it now where I'm playing confidently right now. And then, of course, head coach Tom McClellan on the on the game he said uh just at first of all asking about cutting down grade a chances because i believe the ducks only had two uh and the advanced analytics only had two deep threat chances uh mcclellan said i think this game both teams took a bit of checking until took a bit of a checking mentality it certainly wasn't wide open there weren't a lot of chances either way and that makes for a lot of scrambles a lot of groupings of players fighting over a loose puck there wasn't much of a free flow things we worked on in practice showed up in the game which was rewarding the time spent was good as a result it helped us win a game and then asked about Doughty's big block late in the second period like we discussed head coach Thomas Holland said I think you're exactly right it'd been it'd be easy when you're up three not to sacrifice or get out of the way but that was going in the net that goes in. They start the third a minute in on clean ice with a power play. It changes the whole game. That's who Drew is. He d- doesn't get enough credit for the things that he does so well defensively. I think players right now, at least on the back end, are so much evaluated and coveted, coveted on their offense. And Drew does have that. But sometimes you forget about how good some of those guys are defensively. And that's also who he is. And that's true. Doughty's just been killing it all season long. And we've talked about that so much. It's been comeback season for Drew Doughty, and he's been unbelievable this season. And then head coach Tom McClellan on Blake Lazat's line, he said, they didn't give up much, and I thought they uh, they were a little extra intensity, and I thought there was a little extra intensity to them. They played with a lot of pace, they created some turnovers, made some really nice plays on some scoring opportunities, took advantage of them. They were, they were good on the penalty kill, they played with a lot of pace and smart pace in their game. It wasn't wasted energy. I think that was a difference on that line and that's true sometimes you got to change up lines a little bit and that line man Grunstrom, Lazat, Athanasio they played a great game together in this game and then what head coach Tom McClellan thought of playing in front of the fans and having them back he said it was very rewarding we're thankful that we get to do 
what we do, but we're really thankful that the fans get to be back in the building. It means so much to the game itself. It means a lot to us. I'm for sure. I'm sure it meant a lot to Anaheim here and in the arena, but it just creates the right atmosphere for the evening. That tape of that generic fan noise, we throw that thing away. I hope I never hear that again. It's nice just to hear the fans get excited, hear the fans get upset. It, it felt right, finally. So it's true, man. I bet the fans were happy to be back in the building as well, man. It's, it was nice to hear some fans at a Kings home game this season. Just a few notes about that. Uh, the three-point line for Lazat was his first of his career, and he now has six assists, six assists and a plus-six rating over his last ten games. Like I said, Lazat's been putting up the points uh, more often lately, and it's been awesome, awesome to see. It's been really, really cool to see. So that's it for the 4-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, like I said, the homestand continues. Four more games in this homestand. Back-to-back for, for LA coming up. Minnesota on Friday night. Arizona on Saturday night. Those are two massive games. Massive games. Two teams ahead of you. Two teams you're trying to catch. Minnesota you're not going to catch. That's going to be a tough game. You have to get at least a point out of that game. But Arizona, got to take advantage. You got to beat them. You had a big win over them a couple weeks ago. Big come from behind win over them a couple weeks ago. You got to do it again. Have to do it again. Just have to. And it's going to be interesting to see how these games go coming up. Another note for the... Another Kings note quickly that I have here. Uh, before... It was the other day. The Ontario Reign, the Baby Kings, the AHL affiliate of the LA Kings, they signed Martin Kromanek to an ATO amateur tryout contract. He was the Kings' 2020 fifth rounder last year. That is a big signing. And also, he's signed to an ATO. That means it doesn't use his entry-level contract or anything. It is just an ATO amateur contract, so it doesn't waste any ELC, any like uh, any entry-level contract, anything. He's just going to be playing with Ontario Reign for a little bit, and that's awesome to see that he's going to get a chance to him. It's just another prospect that the Kings are super excited about, and a lot of people are excited about, and it's awesome to see him getting his chance with the on. With the Ontario Reign, it's very awesome to see. And it's like I said, it's a big part of the future for the Kings, and it's nice to see that he's going to get a chance. And they do it in a smart way where it doesn't affect his contract or anything like that. Now, I have one more topic I want to discuss before we get you out of here on this episode of the Kings Den, and that is uh, Robin Leonard the other day, the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. He had some things to say about the NHL. The other day. Yesterday, actually. He had some things to say. And it was about... Oh, you know, Robert Leonard is a big guy advocating for uh, mental health. And that's awesome. That's huge. We need that in life. Because mental health is so so important in life. you got to take care of yourself. But, Robert Leonard had some things to say about the NHL. And he went a little too far when he said things in person. And he apologized for that on social media. But then he went, went and tweeted out his thoughts again. And he was, he was talking about mental health and the COVID protocols. Because he said that the NHL hasn't loosened any COVID protocols. And he said that the NHL promised that COVID protocols for the players would be loosened once the players get vaccinated. And that's true. That's fair enough. But i got to make an argument here. i got to talk about something. Like from a Kings point of view, and I haven't heard it at all from any other team. I haven't heard it. 
any NHL player or any of the NHL teams getting vaccinated. And I'm not, like, of course, Robin Leonard is arguing it sucks being, like, just going to the rink and going home. They want to get out and do things. And I'm all about that. Totally fair. I want that for the players as well. But just from my point of view, I haven't heard anything about players getting vaccinated in the NHL. I've seen NHL players get it. Oh, sorry. I've seen NBA players get it. I've seen and I've I've seen MLB players get it during the start of their season. I've seen I've I've seen NFL players getting it, but I haven't seen any teams posting about their any NHL teams posting about their teams getting the vaccination. That's why I totally get Mar- uh, Robin Leonard's comments, but I'm a bit confused by them as well because I haven't seen any team any NHL team post about them getting their vaccinations or anything. And Robert Leonard says the Golden Knights have, but I haven't seen any any teams get their vaccination. And maybe, and if that's the case, say that NHL teams have got the vaccinations, then maybe the argument is that the Canadian teams haven't got them because the Canadian teams haven't got vaccinated and they're not getting vaccinated for a little bit, maybe not until the playoffs. So with that, is it an NHL problem or is it... Uh, us as fans not being aware of it problem. Because again, I haven't seen like the Kings post about getting vaccinated. I haven't seen anything in the NHL post about getting vaccinations. I've seen it in baseball. I've seen in I've seen NFL players get it as their offseason. I've seen it in the NBA. I haven't seen any players. And maybe I just haven't... I don't want to say I haven't been paying attention enough. Because I'm on Twitter all the time. And I follow sports all the time. But I just haven't seen any NHL teams get vaccinations or let alone post about it. So that's just, I'm all for what Robin Leonard is saying, but I also don't get, I don't just, I just don't get the point of I've heard, I haven't heard anything about NHL teams getting vaccinations and it's hard to, it's hard from the NHL point of view. It's hard to not agree with them when you haven't heard of teams getting the vaccinations. You get what I'm saying? Like, but I, I, I get both sides, obviously, because getting out is so important. And I totally, like, your mental health is so important. And the players want to be loose. They want to do other things. But there's both sides to every coin, man. And if the NHL wants to keep the restrictions in play, they, then they can. But th- that's, of course, their choice, obviously. That's their choice. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Are they going to get loosened? Like, we don't know. We don't know. But I just wanted to talk about that quickly because it is interesting to see both sides of the coins. But I just wanted to make the point that, like, I totally get what Robin Leonard's saying. But at the same time, I haven't seen any team or anything post about getting vaccinated in the NHL. And I guess that could be frustrating for the players as well because they got promised this stuff and it hasn't happened. But at the same time, you haven't posted about it. So I just, I just don't get it, man. Like, there's both sides to every coin of it. That's all I'm saying. There's both sides to every coin of it. And the players will get that freedom eventually. It's just I haven't... There's been no facts to back up that the players can't get that freedom yet because we haven't seen the players get vaccinated, you know? But that's just my two cents. I just wanted to put my opinion out there about, about that because it is an interesting thing. And, like, teams in baseball, NFL basketball they've been posting about getting the vaccine so it's interesting to see why the nhl hasn't yet just my two cents that was very interesting to see and also 
Shout out all the sports teams for posting about how justice was served yesterday that the man that murdered George Floyd got uh, arrested on three counts of murder. Just or I don't remember all the counts, but he got arrested. Justice was served, and that was awesome to see. And it was amazing to see all the sports teams put statements out about it, just getting it right. Because that, like the LA Kings put one out, obviously, so many sports teams said it, and that was awesome to see because justice got served for the right reasons. And it was awesome to see all the sports teams get behind it and post about it, and that was very, very cool to see. And with that, this has been episode 40 of season 2 of The Kings Inn. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at The Kings Den, T-H-P-N. Or, of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Or on Facebook, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. On YouTube, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. Or check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours, and so much more. Also, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the Kings Den, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network, because everyone is just doing an amazing job, just killing it. Caps Chirp is like friends with Carl Alsner now. They just had him on for the third time in what seems like a month. Like, that's awesome to see. So you see everyone's growing around the network, and it's awesome to see. And keep pumping up our numbers, man, because it's awesome to see, because we just want to keep growing as a network. So again, like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the Kingston, but to every other amazing podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. And with that all being said, don't forget to stay safe, wear your mask, be nice to people, Get vaccinated. Of course, it's your choice, but please get vaccinated because it's helping. It really is. So please do that. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Be nice to others. And enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you on Monday for episode 40. Episode 41, sorry. Season 2 of The Kings.